It's time for another Prep Zone report. We are sponsored today by MD West One, Nebraska's most advanced sports medicine, orthopedics, neurosurgery, and spine care, covering greater Omaha for over 70 years. I'm your host, Jake Anderson. Joining me today is our Nebraska high school girls basketball expert, Mike Patterson. Hey, Jake. How's it going today? Not too bad. Just trying to stay warm in this winter wonderland we've got going on. Right. Supposed to get up in the 40s uh, sometime soon, so hang in there. (laughs) Well, speaking of winter wonderland, we had our holiday tournaments last week, and I figured this would be an ideal time to check in on our top title contenders, our top you know, five or six in class A and B, see how they're doing, see what the next two months or so heading into the state tournament could look like for them. And I want to start right off the top with class A with a bold question. And I want to preface this. I don't want to, you know, recap holiday tournaments, but we should preface this question. Lincoln Pius, six and oh, number one in class A. They, over the span of the past two, three weeks, have swept Fremont, and in the most recent matchup, the Husker signee had a school record 42 points and, you know, not to mention 22 rebounds, which feels good. Could the Thunderbolts go undefeated? Husker signee Alexis Markowski, of course, we're talking about. Yes. Could they go undefeated? Yes. Will they? Boy, I don't know, Jake. It's uh. I thought Millard South might uh, run the table, and they just got beat the other night, but uh, probably getting ahead of ourselves a little bit. But Pius is looking really strong again, the defending Class A champions. Markowski had a monster game in that final against Fremont in the in the uh, Heartland Athletic Conference Tournament Final. Like you said, 42-22. and 22. She's averaging almost 28 points a game, and uh, once she gets the ball down low, she's pretty much unstoppable. But having said that, Fremont was ahead by seven with about six minutes left. And then the, the game just really kind of got away from the Tigers. They've, they've played Pius close. I think the first time Fremont only lost by four points. But, uh, you know, here's the thing. I don't think Pius is going to be playing uh, Fremont again until possibly the state tournament. So not going to see the Tigers again. Not going to be playing Millard South. Not going to be playing Central. So those are really our our top four teams in class A right now. So I uh, I never say never about a team going unbeaten. And I know they'll say that that's not our goal. Obviously the goal is to uh, repeat as state champions, but somebody's got to figure out a way to uh, deny Markowski the ball. And she's just so good that uh, once she gets it down low, she's going to put it home. So uh, one of the many storylines to follow in class A the rest of the way. And the thing that we should mention with that undefeated question, another team on our list, Lincoln Southwest, plays tonight, Thursday, against Pius. So they could render this whole thing moot with a win tonight. They could, but, uh, you know, the Silverhawks are good, but I, I still have to give the edge to Pius. I'd be surprised if they're not still undefeated by the end of this weekend. And, uh you know, it's, it's kind of funny this year, Jake, that some of the, the better teams are, are down there in, in Lincoln. You know, we got Lincoln Southwest and Lincoln East and, of course, Pius. And, um, so the balance of power shifted just a little bit totally from the Metro Conference to 
some of those teams there. And I mentioned uh, Fremont being uh, another Heartland Athletic Conference team member. So the uh, Class A balance of power is pretty much spread out this year. Well, let's not focus on the Heartland too much too quick because our number two team is Millard South, who, as you mentioned, uh, rallied from an 18-point deficit Saturday to win the Metro Conference Tournament over another Metro team, Omaha Central. But, as you said, the Patriots then lost the other night to Marion. You know, that was a classic trap game, Jake. I just had the feeling that uh, you know, Millard South had beaten Marion by 17 in an early round of the holiday tournament. So the Crusaders kind of had that time, about a week off to practice and, and get ready for the rematch. And it was a senior night at Marion. And, uh, you know, Millard South coach Bryce Myers, I talked to him after the game and he said, you know, I just had a feeling that this game was going to be a, a, a real battle when you've just beaten a team by 17 and then you have to turn around and play them again. Um, you know, Millard South was ahead by eight going into the fourth quarter and very few times in recent years, the Patriots have given up a lead like that, but uh, Marion finished strong. They got a really big game from Ariana Harrison, one of their top players. She had 26. CeCe Hacker, I think, had 18, including nine in the fourth quarter in the Crusaders were able to slip out of there with a 69-66 win. So uh, as we were saying about Pius and possibly going unbeaten, it just kind of goes to show that uh, anything can happen sometimes on any given night. And uh, the Crusaders proved that the other night against Millard South. So let's look ahead for the Patriots then. They maybe have that monkey off their back, of if, if you want to look at it as a positive way, of that first loss. What's ahead for them the next two months? What do they need to What do they need to work on? Uh, well, you know they're they're a solid team, and I'm sure having that loss behind them is only going to make them tougher. That uh, extra motivation to kind of refocus them. Coach Myers basically said uh, after the game that you know you win a big tournament like the holiday tournament, you're kind of feeling pretty good about yourselves, and, and maybe you just lose that razor focus a little bit so now that they're going to be back on track they got that loss behind them and you know a lot of times jake i i feel like uh, it's not the worst thing to lose a game to kind of refocus yourself and not have that added pressure of are we going to go undefeated or not so i, I think that's probably going to make the patriots even tougher the rest of the way and our number three team nine and two fremont and that's a that's a very interesting nine and two mark because they've they've looked very good in a lot of games, but then you have two losses against your top challenger. Iowa commit Taylor McCabe scored 19 in the most recent loss to Pius, but the Tigers do have a nine point win over Lincoln Southwest. Right. You know it was kind of close or uh, kind of tough to figure out. Okay, we knew Pius was going to be the number one team when I was reading this week. Was I going to put Millard South ahead of Fremont or Fremont ahead of Millard South? Because Fremont's lost twice, but to Pius, Millard South hadn't lost yet at that point. So I slipped the Patriots ahead of Fremont. That's probably going to revert back the way it was next week with Fremont going back up to number two. But like you said, Taylor McCabe, the Iowa recruit, outstanding player, returning all-stater, and um, as I said earlier, the Tigers were ahead by seven with six minutes left against Pius, and then it, it kind of got away from them, so they're a very dangerous team, and, uh, you know, they got to state last year, they got K-12 
Kelly Flynn as their coach, longtime Lincoln Southeast or Lincoln Southeast, longtime South Sioux City coach, several titles there with uh, the Cardinals. So they're in good hands. And I, I know that those two losses to Pius are going to uh, spur the Fremont Tigers on even more the rest of the season. They won't see Pius again until, as we said, possibly at state tournament. So we'll see what happens with Fremont the next uh, month or two. Let's jump back to Omaha real quick. Your number four team, Omaha Central, nine and one, um, led by a very quick freshman and a very deep, tall, lengthy team. There's a there's a few matchups we can circle on the calendar. One for Omaha Central, Febru February 6th, Millard South against the Eagles. You know, those four teams we mentioned, Jake, I think the only ones that are going to play each other the rest of the regular season. You mentioned it, Central will be playing Millard South again. Uh, you know, the thing about Central, this was a little uncharted territory for them making the holiday tournament final against Millard South, who seem like they're there every year. Uh, Central actually led that final by 18 and uh, couldn't hold that lead. Millard South, as they often do, just sort of chipped away, chipped away. They never panic. They put on that full court press. And, and I think that got to the Eagles just a little bit. But like you said, they've got a lot of height. The freshman you mentioned, Anaya Jones, she was on the all-tournament team. She had a really nice tournament. She's very quick. She's like a uh, one-person press breaker. So she kind of defeated Millard South in, in that way as far as that press. But, uh, you know, Central could have easily won that game. They came up just short. They had a three-point attempt right at the end that might have tied it. So, um, yeah, I think the Eagles, like you said, will be playing Millard South again. Um, they were 9-15 of last year, Jake, so they're really taking a big step forward. They've already got as many wins this year as they had all last year. 9-1, got a lot of height. They've got that uh, little guard to help set up and get the ball to uh, inside to that height. So the Eagles, definitely one of the top teams in the Metro Conference this year. And like you said, I'm sure I'll be there for the rematch. We'll see what happens. I believe that game's at Millard South. So uh, we'll see if the Eagles can uh, atone for that loss in the holiday tournament. All right, let's jump back to the Silverhawks, your number five team. Four and one. The game tonight against Pius, as we mentioned, plus Fremont on January 15th, plus Omaha Central on January 30th. I think we'll learn a lot, a lot about Lincoln Southwest in the next three weeks. Oh, I think so, too. And, uh, you know, not many teams are going to be playing a big three like that. So, um, you know, the Silverhawks have come on really since they've uh, come into being as a program. They've just always been in that mix and um, they don't really, and they never really have any great outstanding shooters, high scores, whatever. It's more of a team thing with the Silverhawks and, you know, Southwest Jeff Rump does a really nice job, their coach. So we'll see uh, what happens the rest of this week, but I think that they definitely uh, deserve that number five spot in the ratings right now. And of course they've got an opportunity to move up a little higher. As you said, they've got some tough games ahead. So we'll, we'll see what uh, Southwest can do in the next, the next few weeks. And if you want to talk about tough upcoming slate, your number six team Lincoln East at five and one 
I feel like you know, pull up their schedule here every single week. They have another challenge. January 12th, Fremont. January 16th, Omaha Central. Uh, February 5th, Lincoln Pius. February 13th, Omaha West Side, who is, you know, having a down year, down year at six and three, always dangerous. What can we expect from Lincoln East? They're a little bit like Southwest, Jake. Uh, usually not a huge scoring team, not a huge, uh, a, a team that's going to have a big scorer, but uh, Spartans play really tough defense. The coach, Dennis Pritchard, does a really nice job. They won state a few years back when uh, they had a guard named Grace Berry, and she kind of led the way that year, but uh, they flew under the radar a little bit and were able to win the title that year. And I think both Southwest and Lincoln East, two more teams from the uh, Heartland Athletic Conference, as you said, they've got a chance to move up a little bit here and uh, we'll see what they can do, but uh, boy, that was a tough schedule you were just saying for the Spartans coming up. So we'll see if they can survive that and uh, maybe even pull out a win or two. But, um, you know, I, I think right now, I think Pius, Millard South, Fremont and Central have have moved off at least just a little bit. And it's kind of the that big four. And then you get to Southwest and Lincoln East and, and on down after that. But, uh, yeah, I think the Spartans are one of those teams that play really tough defense and they, they might be able to surprise kind of like Marion surprise Millard South the other night. So uh, Spartans definitely another team to watch. Yeah. Let's move on to class B and take a look at those top teams. And right off the top, we got a great one to talk about in two weeks, January 19th, number one versus number two, Norris seven and O York, the Dukes at 10 and O. Yeah, I haven't seen either one of those teams yet, Jake, and um, kind of been busy with the Class A and the Holiday Tournament, but uh, those those are two solid teams, two of the best in Class B, obviously, and, and Norris was kind of the uh, really consensus pick among the coaches when we send out our preseason sheets. We always ask who they think is, is going to be the top teams in Class B, and, and Norris was mentioned on just about every sheet. They've got pretty much everybody back. they suffered a really close loss to uh, who turned out to be the champion last year in Crete in the state tournament last year. I'm sure that's added motivation for the Titans and uh, the York Dukes that have a nice team this year too. So as you said, that, that matchup coming up in a couple of weeks will be a, a good one to watch. And then York at number two, as we noted, 10 and 0. They don't just have Norris in January. They also play your number four team, Crete. Crete's an interesting team because remember they had Morgan Malley last year, probably the best player in the state. She's at Creighton now. I know a lot of coaches were so happy to see her finally graduate. So I, you know, I thought Crete might be down just a little bit this year when you lose an outstanding player like that. But uh, I should know better because they're coached by John Larson. He uh, led Lincoln Southeast to many titles back in the day, and uh, he led Crete to a Class B title last year. And Cardinals are right back in the thick of it this year. And you know, here's another thing about Larson, uh, Jake. He's got, uh, he's closing in on the all-time record for uh, most wins by a coach here in the state. The record's 623. I think Larson might be about seven away. So he's probably going to get that title sometime in the near future. But uh, 
Crete, uh, much like Fremont with Kelly Flynn, Crete's in very good hands with John Larson. They always play tough defense, so uh, Cardinals, definitely a team to watch. And the other notable thing with Crete, they're they're the one team of that top four who that has a loss. Their only loss is to an out-of-state school, Maryville, Missouri. Right. So really that top four is undefeated in-state. Sometimes it's hard to know exactly how good these teams are when someone loses from out of state. You see that a lot from the teams in the panhandle that'll be playing teams in Colorado or Wyoming. And so ratings wise, I tend to not hold it against the team too much if they lose to one of those out of state teams. So uh, Crete definitely deserves that number four spot, but uh, and I know you're going to mention this team here in a minute, Jake, the number three team. So go ahead. Let's talk about that one. I, I didn't, I'm not skipping over number three, no disrespect to Elkhorn North, even though they're the new kids on the block. I don't want any nasty letters from the Elkhorn North people, but yeah, the new kids on the block, but wow, what a, what a, what a great showing so far for those new kids. 10 and 0 led by the fab freshman, Britt Prince. She's averaging uh, well, daughter of uh, head coach Ann Prince. She's averaging about 24 a game, Jake. And, uh, you know, the Wolves, it's it's amazing that in the first year of a program that they're ranked third and, uh, you know, arguably they might move up just a little bit more. We'll see what happens in the next few weeks. But uh, you mentioned Britt Prince, an outstanding player. Nebraska and Creighton are both on to her already, probably along with many other schools. So I'll be seeing uh, Elkhorn North in the near future, and uh, you'll be reading about Britt Prince a little more. But uh Great showing for that uh, new program under under first-year coach Ann Prince. And the Wolves will be tested in February among among who they play then, Scott, Norris, and Blair. Um, plus, you'll have district plays. We'll, we'll learn a little bit more about Elkhorn North and the Skyhawks, your number five team. They're 8-1, and one, and their sole loss is to Crete. Right. Skyhawks uh, uncharacteristically down last year. Um, this year, you know, longtime Millard West coach Kip Colony is back. All oh, Kip always does a really nice job. Thing about Scott this year, Jake, is that uh, Lindsey Krause, who we all know from volleyball season, Nebraska volleyball recruit, six foot four, she went out for basketball this year. I think she went out her first couple years. She didn't play last year. She's playing this year as a senior, and I, I salute her for. Uh, Going out for the team this year, you know, we all know she's got her volleyball scholarship waiting for her, but uh, when you got a 6'4 player there, it makes a big difference. I think she's averaging 12 or 13 rebounds a game, maybe 14 points a game. So uh, Lindsey Krause has helped the Skyhawks get back up in those ratings where they've, where they've been for uh, so many years. And as you said, it's going to be fun to see how uh, Scott does against uh, – Elkhorn North and, and some of those other teams that we've mentioned, some of the top teams. And then your number six team, Beatrice, at six and one, its only loss is by two points to Crete. A bit of a trend there. Crete and teams are only loss. <laughs> yes, the Lady Orange. They always seem like they're in the top 10 someplace. Um, you know, Beatrice has got great tradition down there, and it's a Great gymnasium to to watch a game. Um, getting back to the COVID, uh, it's it's really 
sad to see some of these really big games of the holiday tournament final. I mean, the gym would have been packed at prep that night for that game, followed by the great boys game that was played, the Millard North Bellevue West overtime game. So, uh, you know, you lose a little of that atmosphere, but I guess the bottom line, Jake, is that at least we're still playing, getting back to Beatrice. They definitely belong in the top 10. Their only loss, as you said, to Crete. So we'll see what the Lady Orange can do the rest of the way. And what's on tap for you this weekend? What games are you going to be at? Uh, you know, Friday night, I'm going to see a couple of uh, different Metro Conference teams that I haven't seen yet. Bellevue East is playing at Papio. Uh, the Chieftains, they've got a lot of great tradition there. They've had some down years, many down years uh, in the recent past, but they're having a decent season this year, Jake. I kind of wanted to go see them. They're playing at Papio. Papio had a great game a week or two ago against Fremont. I believe the score was 72-71, so they stayed with the Tigers. And uh, Kelly Flynn, the Fremont coach, told me that uh, they set a Class A, those two teams set a Class A record for most three-pointers made in that game with 27. So the Monarchs can can fill it up. So that's where I'll be Friday. I'm not exactly sure about Saturday. I'm, I might go see uh, Crete's playing Wahoo. Wahoo, always one of our top teams in Class C1. And uh, as I said, with Larson closing in on that record, I, I kind of want to get caught up on uh, the Cardinals. So I, I think, uh, don't hold me to it, but that's uh, what my immediate future holds. And then I'm, I'm hoping to go see Elkhorn North early next week, Jake. And uh, as we said, that'll the Wolves are, are having a, a really good season. So I'm looking forward to that. We look forward to your coverage of Nebraska High School Girls Basketball. Thanks for joining us today. And until next time, thanks for listening. As the official team doctors for high school and college teams across Greater Omaha, MD West One Sports Med doctors can get you back into the game stronger than ever. Meet the Sports Med team at mdwestone.com or call 402 390 4111.